I'm Erin. And I'm Allie. I'm a millennial garbage person with $30,000 in student loan debt. Same. And, and we, we hate, hate everything. everything. <laughs> So many legs. We Allie. have the most legs. Why do we have never so many legs? Uh, it's okay. I'll sit like this. I love our legs. We're like little spiders. We are. We're like giant spiders. I don't think any of y'all know <laughs> how tiny the witch's den is and how tall Aaron and I are, but you know, nevertheless, we're now here. you know. Now you know. <laughs> Allie, what are we drinking? We are drinking a Greek wine. Oh, it's Greek. It's Greek. Um, the brand is Zoe or Zoe, but um, can't pronounce either of these grapes. If anyone is curious about it, please tweet me. I will type this shit out to you. Okay. Um, nope, no idea. Yep, no idea. Um, so I walked into Silver Lake Wine today. Greg was not there, but <gasps> young guy was. Okay, he was like, "Can I help you?" I was like, "Nope." And I walked over to that freezer, not freezer, what am I saying, fridge, got the wine out, and so I paid for it. Self-sufficient. I had this one before. Um, it is a bright magenta. It is technically a rosé, but it looks like a pale red. It terrifies me because I don't feel that rosés are supposed to be this color. It's not. It's a little off-putting. It might be even a little bit purple, but it is um, what we in the industry call a juice box. I think that's just the lamp. I mean, it is the lamp, but it is, you know, very uniquely purple. Because that's why I bought it in the first place. I was like, the lamp. it is the lamp. I'll admit, but look at this tree on it. It's purple. So when you go to the store, yeah, you're like, that, it's a purple wine. I feel wine. that that is pink. I feel very strongly that that's Well, pink. I might be colorblind, Erin. Let me give you my tasting notes. Go for it. It has a little bit of acidity up front, so you feel a little bit of tingling on the front of your tongue. It is acidic. Just a tiny bit. Mm-hmm. It, I, I was going to say it's like medium acid. But then you get the kind of like, you know, we're used to it, kind of fruity, bright rosé. Mm-hmm. But then in the end, yeah. this is what was interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's gone through a little bit of malolactic fermentation because it has a... You're already... You're already making shade face at me. I am. Um, it has a kind of like creamy finish. It is. It's a little bit creamy. It's a little bit buttery. Mm-hmm. But the guy was like, it is fruity, but it's dry too. So don't worry about this being straight up grape juice. I was it like, has okay. a creamy finish though. Like you can still, it has a long finish. And you don't normally nice. get that in a rosé. No. This tastes to me in a weird way more like a vignette or something. Mm, I'll agree with that. Do you know what malolactic fermentation is? Not in the least, Erin. It's really exciting because it releases the same chemicals that you have in lactic acid, which is why it's called malolactic fermentation, and it's why it makes wine taste like creamy or milky or buttery. Oh. Because it's literally the same chemical. I actually get that. I was like Isn't ready to cool? throw shade, but like I totally understand that. <laughs> I mean, that's like a very basic uh, explanation. Anyway. Anyway. We have a wine. It's delicious. We'll get heated about other things. We also <laughs> just want to let all y'all know you might be in for a fucking ride today because Allie and I have already both planned what we're drinking after this wine. 
So, <laughs> I will be enjoying a Golden State hard dry cider. I will be drinking a Hefeweizen. Oh, from Golden Road. Yeah. Everything is golden. Everything, it's all is, everything is local. It's just like really a local so business. Local. We support, we support local, local business <laughs> because we're a millennial trash. And we're being conscious consumers. Conscious consumers. So, I mean, enjoy these fleeting moments of sobriety, everybody, because yeah, we're going to get it's, drunk. That'll be long gone. <laughs> it's going to get lit. Woo! Erin Elizabeth Rye. <laughs> Not my name. <laughs> That's not your name? I'm shocked. <laughs> what do you hate? Should we both change our middle names <laughs> to Elizabeth? <laughs> I feel like maybe we should. It's just like my cousin Callan and then Meg. We're just like, That's my middle name. Yeah. So what do you hate? I hate people who are anti- legal abortion. Same. I just can't. I can't. I cannot. I cannot. You can no longer? I can no longer. I feel like I could for a minute, but like now that I'm a grown ass woman and have like so many um, logics and science facts in my brain. All of the things. I just feel like I can't no more. Now that, can't. We're, now that we're logical, evolved humans, and we've weighed all of the options, and we um, trust science. Yeah. See, the thing is, like, I don't even want to call it, like, even the the name, the word, the word, the, the conjunction of words, pro-life, it makes me want to scream. Even saying anti-abortion makes me want to scream because if we are being precise about this shit, what Mm -hmm. they are anti is legal abortion, legal abortion. That's what they're against. Mm -hmm. I'm just one of those people that like lays awake at night just thinking about random arguments I've had with people in my family. I just like that Selena song. It's just like laying at night when (laughs) when she's like in her room dreaming, but that's you. Just thinking of a guy. You're thinking of abortion. I'm thinking of abortion. Um, I just, you know, I replay, like, every conflict that's ever happened in my life sometimes, just, like, in my head place. And I just just think about it all. Mm -hmm. And think about all the things I wish that people would know and understand. But I, I can't make them. I can't make them understand. But what I can do is talk about it on my fucking podcast because it's my podcast. So I get to talk about whatever I want and whatever Allie wants because it's also her podcast. Mm-hmm. I love you, Allie. Love you too. Lean in, girl. Okay. So I had a little bit of a rude awakening um, this, I guess it was last summer. Um, it was kind of the conjunction of like Black Lives Matter in Louisiana kind of coming at the same time as, like, Trump's rise in popularity, or or right before we really thought he was, like, a legitimate candidate. Back when hope was alive. Back when hope was alive. But, like, I had a rude awakening wherein I realized that there were people that I have been very close to for a very long time that I do not see eye to eye with. And on things that I thought were basic. You know, like, shit that I was like, these are basic things. And this is, like... Mm-hmm. my values and you don't 
agree. Like I, I was, it was hard to wrap my head around it. So anyway. Yeah. Also, not everybody has to like share your morals and values, but when those morals and values directly conflict with your basic human mm-hmm. liberties, like that's kind of where you get. Well, it's also hard to think of someone not sharing your morals and values when that person is a family member who you've been close to for a long time because you're just like, how do you not share my morals and values? Like, uh, where did I get them? Yeah. Where did I get them? Anyway, uh, so one thing that came up in this conversation was, you know, me being so hurt and and upset. I was very upset about it. Um, I wasn't – it was just – it was kind of shocking, and it was upsetting. And I think a lot of people, you know, have experienced some form of that right. over the past year or two. Because beyond be- it being a disagreement, that's someone who's close to you, and, yeah. like, having that realization sucks. Well, and I think a lot of us had that realization after November 9th. Um, oh, totally. I was yeah. like, oh, I am now taking attendance of everybody in my life yeah. who is of this way. Got it, got it, got it. Cool. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah. So, f- for me, this happened a little bit before that, but it, it, it was a very similar experience. And the thing that that was, one of the things that was said to me after that was kind of, well, I know how you feel about abortion. I don't share that value. You know, I think that that is reprehensible and it's murder and it's this and it's that, right? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, that, that was a moment where I was like, but no, but no. And I just want to take all of these people that think this way and shake them. I just want to shake them. Because the thing that gets me, the thing that gets me is mm-hmm. so much is that you are not anti-abortion. It is nice for you to think that. And I do think that they believe it. I mm-hmm. do think that they believe it. But the yep. people they are electing, the people that are representing them, the people that they're voting on this one fucking issue over are not anti-abortion. Mm-hmm. They are anti safe and legal abortion. That is what they are against. They do not care about abortion as a topic. And I know that they don't because there are, in my mind, and if I stole this from somebody, I don't know and I don't fucking care. This is my shit and it's what I believe and if it's on the Planned Parenthood website, then fucking good and I give them all the credit for putting this into my baby brain. This all went into my baby brain and fermented there and now it's coming out as rage. As a thought. So, in my, to, to me, there are three ways to combat abortion. Yes, if you are truly anti-abortion, if you are truly anti-abortion, should be in your favor. There are three things: numero uno, real world sex education, real world sex education for teenagers, Mm -hmm. so that they know what the risks are, how to mitigate them, and what is going to actually happen in their lives. Because let's be fucking real: ain't no teenagers abstaining. They're not. They're not going to. They can do it safely. They can, you can, you know, hope and educate and and try to get your teen to not do it if you really, you know, are against that Mm -hmm. morally or for safety reasons, which is, you know, understandable because teens are stupid and they do dumb shit. Right. And if you're doing the Christian loophole and you're having like tons of anal with your boyfriend because it's not like technically losing your virginity, you're still putting yourself at risk for tons of STIs. Totally. And... I mean, ugh. Totally. Um, so there's that. There's real-world sex education mm-hmm. for teenagers and above. And everybody. Numero dos is 
access to birth control. Mm. Affordable access to birth control. And I will say that the burden of being responsible for birth control has always been on the woman. Mm-hmm. Which I also think is bullshit. I mean, because even with condoms, we're always taught, like, girls just have one. Just always be prepared. Always be prepared. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fucking access to birth control. Numero trace is lifting women out of poverty. You do these three things. Yes. You have three things to do. You have three jobs. Three jobs. Real world sex education. Access to birth control. Lifting women out of poverty. Now, if yeah. a candidate was truly anti-abortion. Truly anti-abortion yeah let's they, make it so that abortions are not necessary for women in life because they've taken all of the pre- preventative measures to not land them in that position now if you want to make abortion here's the thing if these people weren't so fucking hypocritical maybe i could get behind it maybe i could understand if you want to make abortion illegal and you are also taking steps to make these three things happen, mm-hmm. real-world sex education, access to birth control, and lifting women out of poverty, then I fucking believe you. Right? Yeah. I believe you. I believe that you are doing the things that you need to do to make abortion not only illegal, but also rare. Because they're not the same thing. Yep. Now, what is actually happening is that the same people that want to make abortion illegal are not doing anything to do to address any of these other issues. Yeah, they're actually probably running on opposite platforms yes. where they're arguing for abstinence-only abstinence education. education. Fuck your birth control. You're a dirty whore and you don't need it and you should pay for it yourself. If you're going to have mm-hmm. sex, you should pay for it yourself. Guess who pays for it? The fucking woman. Always the woman. Always the woman. Fuck you, white men in power. <sighs> And numero three, lifting women out of poverty. They don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck about new mothers. They don't give a fuck about children. All they care about is keep you healthy until you have the baby. Because if you're not healthy before you have the baby, then we could fucking come after you for neglect and child abuse for the unborn child. Let's also take into account how very limited the pro-life movement is, in which they only are pro-life so long as that child is in utero the moment that child exits a female body. They don't care. They don't care. It's like, it's so mind-boggling to me. I just, I, it's such a mindfuck. I just can't even. I can't even. We're also operating <sighs> under this false pretense that Planned Parenthood is the sole abortion provider. Oh my god, in America. So Have we all forgotten that abortion is a medical procedure that can be medically necessary for well, the safety of the mother and is therefore provided by some hospitals here's the other thing like you want abortion to be illegal okay great Mm -hmm. okay great abortion's illegal yes you want us to live in a world in which women don't ever get raped Mm -hmm. you can say you want abortion to be illegal what if your teenage daughter gets raped yep what if that happens you want her to carry that baby to term and relive that trauma every single fucking day for nine months and then for 18 years and then for in her entire fucking life? Yeah. Great. Are you going to pay those bills? Are you going to put that kid through daycare and through college? Yeah. Are you going to make her marry her rapist? What's going to happen? 
What's going to happen? So, We're curious. I would love to live in a world in which women don't get raped. Unfortunately, we don't live there yet. I would also love to live in a world in which childbirth and pregnancy is not dangerous. I would love to live in a world in which children are not born incompatible with life. I would love to live in a world where there are no chromosomal anomalies. Mm -hmm. I would love to live in that world. I would love to live if in a world without stillbirth. If you can stillbirth. buy me a one-way ticket to that world, I will go there. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, that is not the world we live in. Mm -hmm. So all of these beautiful little ideas about... This perfect world in which no one has abortions, no one gets raped, no women's lives are ever in danger from pregnancy. What a nice little fucking world you live yeah. in. Please, tell me how you fucking got there. It's really cute. This is a really fun story. If we can buy this book from Barnes & Noble, please direct us there. Yeah, I would love it to. It sounds like a really fun You know what's funny, epic. though, is that it sounds a lot more like Handmaid's Tale than anything else. Ooh, remember that time Margaret Atwood was a prophet? <laughs> oh, God, I can't. <laughs> ah. It's, like, my favorite book, though, and I'm really excited to see what they do with it on uh, Hulu. 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 Hulu, if you will. Um, catch dimension four. Yeah. The, <laughs> shameless plug. It's um, just the hypocritical nature of the pro-life movement that really that's grinds what I can't our understand. Gears. It's what I can't understand. If you're pro-women and if you're pro-life, how can you not be pro-birth control? How can you not be pro-education? How can you not be pro-lifting women out of poverty? Because if you are pro-fertilized embryos are babies, which fine science can tell you otherwise but if that is where your beliefs are That's we things. can't change you no but I you can't. should be pro these other things that make us believing that fertilized embryos are life possible and feasible and there should be systems in place that help us as women as the people who are going to carry this burden able to carry it to term and through life because this does not end when your third trimester is over. Mm -mm. Kids, even after they turn 18, kids are a lifetime commitment. Well, and that's the whole thing, too, about, like, you know, that's where, uh, honestly, number three is so important. Because there are a lot of women that would love to have a baby, that would desperately want to have a baby, that having a baby would be a great thing. If they weren't working a minimum wage job, if they not yeah. oh, not a living wage job, if they weren't working a like three minimum wage jobs, just trying to get by, not having health insurance, it's so not weird. like what like what minimum wage is in theory supposed to be living wage, but we all know it's not. We all know it's not, and you know I know that their argument is like, well, they should be more responsible. They should well, work harder and have a better job. Well, we've already we talked about that last week with capitalism, which mm. is bullshit. Guys, the problem's a circle. The call's coming from inside the house. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so I much, hate Allie. I it too. And I love that, the one thing I do love is that I am surrounded by so many wonderful, powerful, strong women who understand this issue. And the thing that I hate, though, is also that, like, that I get lumped in as being, like, pro-abortion, which is, like, no one is pro-abortion. No one. Yeah. No one wants people to have to have abortions. Women aren't rolling into Planned Parenthood high-fiving like, a thousand yeah. angels being Give like, me yes. an abortion. Yes. Give it to me. Oh, it's the hot new thing for spring. 
No. Nobody wants abortion. Nobody wants to ever have one. I don't want to ever have one. Yeah. I'm, I'm very fortunate that I've never I've never been in that situation where I had to make that choice. I do not know if, I do not know what I what choice I would have made. However, I can tell you, you know, take my feminist card away. No. Don't take no. my feminist card. I'm allowed to make whatever fucking choice I want. Because making your own choice is a is feminist that action. Is, that is what feminism is about. I don't know if I would have ever been able to go through with an abortion because for me, like, I just don't know. I just, I have, I have reservations about it for myself. Mm -hmm. I have thought about, you know, okay, well, what would, what would I do? What would happen in the eventuality? And fortunately, you know, at this point in my life, like I'm a little bit older, I'm in a stable relationship, like probably what I would do now is just have the fucking baby. Mm -hmm. I've thought it through, you know, in other, at other times in my life. And I've thought, well, maybe I just like go home and sequester myself away for, you know, six months and have this fucking baby and give it up for adoption because there are tons of couples out there that really want babies. There are, but there are also tons of medical costs and tons of, like, health risks that you put yourself in to... Totally. ...to give birth, and not every Completely. woman can go through that. And I'm not saying every woman should. I am saying that is me that is personally. That is what you would have done. Maybe. I mean, I can, it's easy for me to say that now, sitting on the outside of it, if I was in that and I was 19 or 20 or 21 mm-hmm. or who knows, you know, what age, who knows what I would have done. Yeah. If I was in college and I had gotten pregnant, I do not know what I would have done. I can't say that. So that, that's also why, like, for me, I can't judge anybody's choices. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not in a position to judge anybody. And that's the most Christian thing is that we're not supposed to judge other people. Ugh, I can't. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. What we're saying is y'all a bunch of hypocrites and uh, seriously evaluate... Get your shit together. ...your stances on life and... Uh, get your shit together. Get your ass together. Get it in line. You can be anti-abortion and be a part of the feminist movement, of the Democratic Party, yeah. and... The pro-choice movement. You can be anti-abortion and pro-choice. You can be anti-abortion and not an asshole, turns out. Yeah, because guess what? None of us want to see an increase in abortion. And the truth is, the numbers are, have been going down. And that's yeah. because of Teen the pregnancy fucking down. things that I said. Education and access to birth control. And ah! lifting women out of poverty, which we're still getting we're there. We're still getting there on that one, but the other still two... Still getting there on that one. The other two, we have made some progress. Yeah. I hope that we don't take, you know, one step forward, two steps back. Hope I not. genuinely hope not. I hope that teenagers continue to be educated, and I hope that And they make women, informed choices, and they continue to have yes. free-ass access to condoms. I think beyond condoms. Fuck condoms. Birth control. Give them IUDs. all IUDs. Every 18-year-old should have an IUD. Not everyone, but Not yeah, everyone. most of them. Most of them. Yep, that's traumatic as hell for your cervix. Okay, well, stop telling me things like that, because I'm going to try to go get one soon. So. Me too! <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> Um, we, we have to do it. Appointments together. We have to do it now because oh who knows God. what's going to happen to our Obamacare. We love you, Obama. We hate you, Orange Monster. Anyway. Anyway, the end. The end. I hate it. Bye. We hate it. I just wanted to do this for the sound effect. Yeah, that's right. Drink number two. Drink two. Drink Run two. Run that level. And mine is sitting here awaiting me in a, a Mardi Gras koozie that I love. Your cider looks it's like a woman of the night. It's fuzzy. It's uh, got sequins all over it. 
and it was made and given to me probably by a family member who would disagree with like every choice I've made in my entire life. So oh, that's no. cute. We all have those family members. But it's okay. I love you, Aunt Sharon. I love you. <laughs> Ooh, we just called you out. We were keeping you anonymous for a while. Well, that's a different aunt than I was talking about in the earlier segment. So. You have multiple aunts. So many. Oh, no. You know I'm going to cut this and not leave that in the market. Of course. But, like, I have relatives who are just, like, they, they forgive all my choices on the, like, oh, Allie, she's just, like, an artist and she lives her life and she's just so weird. I hope that they say that about me. I think that would be charitable. Mm. <laughs> Compa- you're clearly Southern, to- and I'm clearly like, yeah. Because you're fa- you're like, oh, that would be a nice thing. My family thought about me, but my family's like, ah, she's fine. Yeah, that would she be all right. That would be real nice if they were like, oh, she's just an artist. She's free spirit. She's a little weird. No, I wish. I wish. Anyway, I love you all, and I hope you all love me. But who knows? It was just brought to my attention via a podcast, ironically enough, how much bless your heart is a dig and how much it sucks. Girl, you didn't know that? I didn't know it was that passive-aggressive and shitty. It's so bad. But it's the most fun to say. Have you ever tried it? You need to try bless your hearting someone. (laughs) You really need to try it. Allie, what do you hate this week? Funny you should ask, Erin Elizabeth Bride. <laughs> see? Do you see? Yeah, but it is Do your you name. See? Your name is Allie Elizabeth Chan. No, it is not. It's your name. It is Allison Lee no, Chan. It's Allie Elizabeth. Okay, Erin Elizabeth Rye. Fine. It doesn't sound <laughs> as good. You need to come up with a unique middle name for me. Erin Margaret Rye. That almost has a good ring to it, but it's not quite there yet. We'll, we'll workshop it. We'll work on it. <laughs> What do you hate? Okay. I hate, I hate aging. And before any of you get on my ass and start texting me about how I'm a fetus, let me communicate to you that next Wednesday, I am to turn 28. I hate it when you out our ages like this. God, it's the I, worst. I know. We're on the brink of 30. So, for all of you who think that I am a child, please remember how the level of freak outitude you had when you were on the brink of 30. It was high. It was high. We all remember. <laughs> You're not above that. We all freaked the hell out. I remembered the swear jar. I was going to say F. Sorry, Charlie. Sorry, Charlie. Actually, no. Like, hey, Charlie. I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> you just said it. I just did that. We all love right. you, Dad. So... <laughs> This is the Alley Vanity corner of this podcast. It's been like... This is a safe space. It's been like, hey, Allie has a fairly decent body. She has great skin and good hair and a nice complexion. Amazing hair. Good on you, Allie. It's so good, though. It just air so, dries pretty. Anyway, continue. I do not touch it. I do not brush it. It's I amazing. have not touched it since 2003. Ugh. When it comes to aging, people have been like, oh, when a girl gets over 24, she gets these lines in her face, like around Ew, her eyes. Rude. 24? That's the rudest thing I've ever heard. Or whatever. You don't have them. Thank you. I would have told you. <laughs> I hope you wouldn't have. <laughs> Erin, you're weird ass wrinkles. Like, I hope you're being honest now, but I also hope you wouldn't have told me. <laughs> you're forgetting I am not a polite Southern woman. I'm not. I'm just like this crass bitch from Jersey who's just like, there's you're something like, on your face. 
face. Girl, your face is busted. Either Fix way. It. Either way, I've been looking for these tells, you know, because they tell you that it's going to hit before you turn 30 and that there's, like, some tells when you're going to be 30. And I'm like, oh, wow. So I've been, like, intensely looking at my body, right? And I was like, I don't have any wrinkles. Thank God. I don't have any gray hair. Thank God. Um, gray hair can be cute, though. Anyway. Continue. It can be cute. People dye their hair gray on purpose. They do that. I mean, what are 16-year-olds doing these days? It's so weird. So I was going to take a shower, right? I was going to take a shower, and I took off my bra, and I'm, we each have our own master bathroom, so you need to know that I'm just, like, prancing around naked in my room, in the mm-hmm. privacy of my own room, and I, and I walk past the mirror, and, um, my boobs have aged, and by that, I mean they, they kind of deflated? For lack of a better word. And for context, everybody, just on the train of Allie is blessed, my boobs were perfect. They were the perf, like my favorite part of my body. I could take off my bra, my boobs would stay in the same exact place. I was that girl with D cups who could walk around without a bra and a halter top and like be okay. I was living that good life, and I don't know if this is because I've gotten knocked down off of my privilege horse, but my boobs have incurred all of the aging. They're not bad now. I'm not saying any of that. I'm looking at them, guys. They good. They're pretty spectacular, but, (laughs) because this is my podcast and I can say these things, Mm -hmm. the week before my period, they should be inflating to some degree, and alas... They have not. They have not caught the memo. So on top of aging, me having to, like, exercise to not gain weight, not for to lose weight. No, no, everybody. When you get to a certain age, you have to exercise to prevent weight gain. I now have a visible sign of aging, and that is called my boobs have deflated. That was my one redeeming quality. If everything else in my life went to shit, at least my boobs were amazing. I walked to the convenience store the other day, and I could feel my boobs jostling inside of my bra. (laughs) I have been a 34D since puberty (laughs) ended, but I was like, this is spacious in a way that I am not used to. And then, to which, like you do, you call your mother in a panic. And then my mom was like, hey, Al, uh, not for nothing, knowing you, you haven't bought yourself a new bra in six years. And I was like, I sure as hell didn't. Um, it's probably just stretched to shit. She's like, And the elastic is giving out. Like, that's what's actually happening, Allie. Here's the thing. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the update next week because I am like, I am like 89% certain that next week it's going to be like, Allie, how are your boobs doing? And you're like, oh. They're fine. It was a false alarm. <laughs> it was a false alarm. But if we've all come to know anything about me, is something slight happens, and I fly into a panic. I fly into an irrational panic. So either way, buckle up, y'all. These next two years approaching 30 are going to be a roller coaster of it's me so panicking. It's so funny because I'm just pretending it's not happening. I'm just living in denial. You're still I'm like, 24? It's not happening. I'm totally still 24. It's all good. Yeah. 
I'm trying. I have chronic young face where I have to tell people, like, I'm not 23. Well, you have perfect skin. Thank you. I don't try. And I'm hoping that I all know. doesn't come to bite me in the ass when I'm 30. That's the thing. We're both the worst because we don't try at all. At Neither all. Neither of us do. Anything. We don't wash our fucking faces. I don't know about you. I don't I wash will, my face at night. I will speak. Okay, good. I will speak for both of us. This is we don't wash face. our fucking faces at all, ever. I don't moisturize. What the fuck is moisturizing? Unless I'm in the I shower, I'm not washing my face. Oh, I yeah. also don't wash my hair every day. Well. I, you, we all know that I wash my hair once every 10 days. That's how I maintain this beachy fucking wave. All right? Beachy wave once every 10 days. Who washes their face? I know people do. And that's very, we see, again. That is very are, noble. Our, I, I acknowledge all of the our effort you privilege put into skincare. is showing, Allie. I'm panicking over mm. nothing, everybody. You totally are, and I think your boobs look, A, they look great. They're also inside of a B, bra. they're going to be fine, and it's not. Look at all this room. I don't see what she's talking about. For everyone listening in this audio medium, Allie is pulling her shirt down and showing me look. how great her boobs look. It's real great. No, I and haven't <laughs> totally flashed Erin. This she's is rude. I'm just stretching out to, the cut. She's trying to show so me she like sees how much how room, much room is in cut. her bra, but I can't I can't see anything except that she's pulling her bra away from her skin. That is what I can see. No, this is the cut. No, you are pulling your bra away from your skin. That's cute. I like it, but I am not convinced. I'm panicking, everybody. That's Here, the thing. I hate aging. It only gets worse. Here's what I will say, is that the fact that you are panicking about this is, like, so fucked up and so, like, um, what's that I word? Know, representative. I know. It's I representative know. of all the bullshit that we put on women about aging, because... I'm the moment my body stops being perfect, perfect to a degree, I'm like, no! You're panicking. Look, no, no Tina Shade. Like, I'm over here empathizing because I've had those moments with being like, oh my god, is there a wrinkle in my forehead? I think I need Botox. It's okay. You don't need That's Botox, That's another girl. subject for another day. I just don't want to look mean. I worry about looking mean. What well, if I great, look babe, mean? Well, great, babe. It's not there yet. Well, it's almost there. It would make me a better actor if I had Botox. That's what I keep telling everyone. But Botox is expensive. It is expensive because it's I don't like have that kind of money. It's that thing I need like, dental work. <laughs> we both need dental work. We can't afford boob lifts and Botox. I don't want a boob lift. I love my boobs just the way they are. I just wish they would like do better, y'all. I hope it doesn't sound rude, but let me just tell you that for the past. I don't know, like seven days leading up to my period, my boobs were massive and painful. Huge, like huge, like what is even happening here? Like I tried to go running and every step hurt because my bras are not like, they're not configured to rein in that kind of boob action. They can't fucking handle it. And it hurt, and it was painful, and it was really shitty, and I was mad about it the entire time. You know what? I totally sympathize, but just to capitalize on my on my privilege I have right now, um, I am blessed reproductively, and um, I do not suffer any, if any, um, consequences of having my period. I've only noted them recently because I am on antidepressants, and I was like, hey, I got a little bummed out before my period, and my, <laughs> my psychiatrist was like... 
you might realize that now, now that, like, the chronic part of your depression has yeah, lifted. Now that you're not bummed out all the time. <laughs> now that you're not bummed out <laughs> constantly, you might notice this. I was oh like, oh, right. That's so funny. I was I'm like, sorry. this is so fun. I was like, I'm sad a little bit. It's she hilarious. was like, She was like, you might realize your sadness now. I was like, okay. I just start to notice when I cry at literally everything, and my boobs hurt. 24-7. That stopped for me at, like, 15 or 16. Oh, girl, I cry at everything. So, aging has benefited me in these other ways, but I am now on the other side of it, where aging is now benefiting me in a negative way, and I do not enjoy it. I don't like being a crotchety person who's like, no, mm. oh, my birthday's coming up. But Here's you know what? what? Like, Alas, though. I'm there. Here's what I like, though. I like feeling wise, and I like feeling superior. I like looking in the mirror and being like, you know what? That's a grown-up. Because I now have grown-up face, and I have grown-up hands, and I have a grown-up body. You're a grown-up. I didn't have that for a while. Because, you know, you look at yourself, and you're like, I look like a young person, even when you're, you know, 24. But I look at myself, I'm like, I am an adult. Um, I don't always feel that way, because I feel like a lot of people look at me and think I'm, like, a young person still. They think I'm, like, 23 or 24. This has happened to me with, like, a number of male authority figures. Someone they asked me what grade I was in. Um... But on the inside, I know I'm a grown-up. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. I do not appreciate so many of the other trappings that go along with it. Well, I think your boobs look amazing. Thanks, Aaron. I think your skin looks fabulous. You're glowing right now. Like, are I'm you also in makeup? candlelight. I never wear makeup. Uh, Allie, again, this is an audio medium. Allie looks like she has applied highlighter to the strobe zone, right? Like the bridge of her nose, right around her the her forehead and on her cheekbones. She looks like there is a, a meticulous hour's worth of highlighter applied to her skin. She is not wearing any makeup. I just, I'm sorry. I had to point it at you. are right in front of me and I can see it. This is what I spend hours trying to make happen in the mirror. So to recap, um, Allie is complaining because she's <laughs> experiencing a level of imperfection for the first time, other than like her general malaise about not being in shape, which is actually fixable because I could walk outside and exercise, but nevertheless, I don't. Um, and I don't like my boobs suffering from gravity. And um, I don't like that my eggs die either. Um, I don't. Well, like that's some bullshit. That's some shit. I hate that. I hate that we're on a clock. Ugh. I hate that post-35 is called a geriatric pregnancy, which I oh, think... Oh, we need to redo that term. Fuck that term. Geriatric pregnancy. And how that's a fucked up term. It's an offensive term. It's so offensive. I have so many feelings about, like, maternity and early childhood education and child care and all that stuff. Ugh. I have so many feelings. It's a whole other podcast. It's yeah. called One Bad Mother. Check it out. It's called One Bad Mother. <laughs> It's also called my friends are like, hey, Allie, you're a mom and you know that, right? I'm like, I just have my point of view. Well, I'm looking forward to having a wonderful friend to call when I have issues. Thank you. Um, I'm looking forward to my boobs not fucking up my life. Well, when you get pregnant, they'll get big again. Yeah, but then they'll deflate to a larger degree, Erin. Oh. Well, your boobs are fucked. I don't hate it. I guess you do. Around my mom, I was just like, ha-ha, look, my boobs are perfect. And my mom went, yeah, my boobs used to look like that. And then I had children. And then I was like, I was like, ah! That shut me right up. Sorry. Sorry. All right. Wait. Is it time for your second drink? Yep. 
You should start popping corks near the microphone. Well, corks shouldn't pop, though, if you open the bottle correctly. Yep. Cheers. Cheers. Mmm. I just got fuzz in my mouth. That's the mm. only problem with the fuzzy Mardi Gras koozie. But, like, kudos to Aunt Sharon, who made this koozie. It's delightful. It is delightful, isn't it? It's really wonderful. Yep. I love a koozie. I love a koozie. Mm. You know what else I love? What? <laughs> you did your own segue, Santa. Aaron. What do you love? <laughs> um, this is super, ah, it's super shitty and embarrassing, just like last week when I wore leggings and pants, which I'm doing right now, and nobody can fucking tell me anything shitty about that. I think I know where this is going. Okay. So the thing that I love that is super embarrassing is I love counting my steps. Oh, I fucking hate that. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh. It's so great, Allie. It makes me so happy. And here's the thing. Up until literally five days ago. This is disgusting. I know. I agree with you. Well, I agreed with you up until literally five days ago. At which point I realized that this is the best thing and it's so great. And I Why do you it. like it? Um, because I just like it makes me feel a real sense of accomplishment when I sit down at the end of the day and it's like, you took 15,000 steps today. And I'm like... Fuck yeah, I did. And it's like, you walked 7.8 miles today. And I'm like, I'm like a primitive man. I'm traveling over long distances in a day. Right? I'm doing the thing. Right? You are I'm doing, doing the thing. thing. Um, Makes me feel great. Yeah. Are some of those distances you running in a circle at the park, though? Yeah. So it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't matter. Like I, I'm like, I'm so happy that you're like running now. I mean, but are you traveling long distances? Yeah, but I could, if I went in a straight line instead of a curvy line, I'm just going in a curvy line instead of a straight line. Okay. So don't you, don't harsh my mellow, man. I mean, I'm I'm actually expressly here to harsh your mellow. Um, also some of those distances may have been traveled at Disneyland. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just walking through Disneyland cat yeah. does you being on a roller coaster does it count you being on a roller coaster no no but it was funny because as we were at Disneyland I it that did make me think about like well like how far have we traveled and like how far could humans like how far could humans travel in a day and I figured I was like I don't know 30 35 miles because think about it you're traveling, you're going, can you stop playing with your boobs and pay attention to me? <laughs> Allie's yeah. playing with her boobs. That's all that's happening right now. Oh my god, Allie. I'm sad. How far can humans travel in a day? How far do you think? Uh, you, Three I'll, miles? I'll you, oh my god, you're fucking insane. Three <laughs> miles? Three miles? Three? Three. One, two, three. How far? What? What? I work from home. I sit on the couch and then I sleep, Erin. Do you think I have a realistic perspective on this? No, but I don't think I do either because I said 35 miles. (laughs) You were judging me for underestimating. We've gone somewhere in between 3 and 35. Somewhere in the middle there. My, okay. I also militantly don't count my steps. My argument, though, was not really about, like, how far could I travel in a day right now, but how far could, like, people who were nomadic peoples... You could do anything you put your mind anatomy. to. ...with the same anatomy. Okay. <laughs> right, reading Rainbow. 
Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a personal pizza could be a regular pizza if you just like have the strength and determination. What? One could eat an extra large pizza if you just put your mind to it. It, it, it oh, is therefore a personal. Pizza. I thought you meant that if a if you <laughs> if you have a personal so pan pizza and you just think about it real hard, it could become an extra large pizza. Is this like a Jesus like loaves and fishes situation? <laughs> Jesus turned water into wine. Jesus turned this personal pan into like into into three extra large pizzas. Three extra larges. But then he ate them all himself. <laughs> You're gonna hate yourself when you edit this, Aaron. No, I'm not. I'm gonna fucking love it. Anyway, what so do what I do you hate? love? What do I love? I love counting my fucking steps. Here's how bad it's gotten, though, Allie. Here's how bad it's gotten. I am considering um, obtaining a Fitbit. Bitch, no! Or no. an Apple Watch. No! No Apple Watch? No! Uh, no one needs that much connectivity. Allie, I cleaned my room today. Great. I spent a lot of time moving about inside this very house. Did I have my cell phone attached to me at that time? No, I did not. Those steps have gone uncounted. Do you need that data accounted on a piece of software? Or do they... I mean, if a tree falls in the forest, I'm pretty sure it makes a fucking sound. If but no you don't know. But you don't know. And that's the whole point no, of the whole thing. I you do brought up know a really bad analogy for science yourself. is real. No. If a tree falls in the forest and no one is there to hear it, doesn't make a sound. No one knows. We'll never when know. When a large thing impacts a surface at a certain rate of acceleration, there's generally going to be a sonic boom. Generally. I mean, were you sedentary during that time? Probably fucking not. I wasn't, but I would appreciate it if I could have that data. If If Siri knew? Yes. If Siri knew. I want Siri to know. If Steve Jobs and Apple knew. If these people in Steve Jobs is dead. So he already knows, if or he doesn't know because who, Steve Jobs who knows is, the, where is, he is the cloud. He's the cloud. He That's is what this the is. cloud. <laughs> they were like, "Would you like to be cremated?" He's like, "No, I would like to be data storage." Alexa, <laughs> Alexa, Alexa, buy me a foam roller. We don't have Alexa. I keep trying to order a foam roller off of Alexa for my IT bands because I've been running, and Alexa is not responding to me, and she doesn't care about my life. Also, those self-sufficient robots are not allowed in my house. Alexa, if you're listening to this, turn your speakers on. Alexa, <laughs> order Aaron a foam roller. I mean, bless you if you're listening to our podcast on speaker and you do have an Alexa. You're gonna about to get a foam roller. You're going to get a foam roller. Congratulations. About to get one. And you know what? You're going to fucking love it. And if you don't love it, then you should go running and get your IT bands really tight like mine, and then you'll love it. Or you should mail it to us. I love counting my steps. It's because I'm inherently competitive. That's I have disgusting. a problem. I like to compete with myself. Therefore, the step counting thing, it's also amazing because it makes me feel like my time spent when I do occasionally have to go work at a fucking restaurant, that my time spent is not time wasted. Because after I worked at the restaurant, I had taken as many steps as the day I went to Disneyland. Yeah. And I know that. And you know that. But do you need this data yes. aggregated in a I certain do. software? I do, and it makes me feel much better about it. I mean, if it brings you joy. It like, brings me joy. Who am I to judge? Marie Kondo just, this shit. It brings me joy. I don't need that. Uh, it sparked joy. I don't need that shit in my life. And um, you can make your own life choices, and that's cool. But, Fine, uh, I will. 
I I do not understand or empathize. Well, audience poll, should I get a Fitbit or an Apple Watch? Uh, no, because you're going to have a crazy tan line and you live in Los Angeles. I can't have a tan line. I don't get tans. You don't get tans? Oh, fuck no. Look at this lily white skin. Have you ever seen anything quite so white? I have, actually. You're forgetting who my best friend is. Fuck you, I'm getting a Fitbit. Do you, girl. Alright, fine, Allie. What do you like? Um... What dumb thing do you like? Well, Aaron. It's funny you should mention it. I hate to say it. Actually, I don't. I unironically enjoy this. Um, I love astrology. That's some bullshit. I love it. You thought I a look... Fitbit was bullshit? This is some bullshit. What, planets are bullshit? Mm-hmm. They're just invented? I mean, planets do not affect my life. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you finish, though. I girl. mean, assigning the meaning. You go ahead. I'm gonna let invented. you finish. But you know what? There's a lot of stranger stuff in this world that people just believe. And you know what? If this brings me joy, we're gonna back off of it for a second. I'm backing off. I'm letting you finish. Aaron is shade facing me because I have yet to cut off all of my hair, and I have been reticent to cut off all of my hair because Venus is in retrograde, y'all, and it's gonna stay in retrograde until. This weekend is over, and thankfully, fortuitously, sort of like the universe and maybe the cosmos are conspiring against us, uh, that, uh, I cannot book this really intense appointment until Venus is out of retrograde, until it is safely at least three days out of retrograde, so. Oh Which I could have told her. She was like, I'm gonna call the hair place, and I'm gonna make an appointment for today. I'm like, bitch, you are not. <laughs> you are not. I'm gonna call this high-end salon and walk in. No. Aaron was like, you're not. It doesn't work that way. But okay. <laughs> but you guys. But that was the universe telling guys, Allie. If you don't know this, if you're not on my train of thought, we just had like four planets in retrograde on top of a full moon. And I was like, this is a really risky time to do anything. So I stayed indoors. And I, uh, you know what? Got made fun of. But you know what? I also like uh, stories. And I like looking forward to the first of the month because Susan Miller gives me a really in-depth look at my month and I always remember to read my start my sun sign as well as my rising sign and um, I like astrological compatibility and I like reading my horoscope and I like knowing shit about the planets and I like full moons and new moons and doing weird ritual stuff around that I like marking my time on this earth by the planets it makes me feel connected to the universe and um, I'm pretty sure we all like to be connected to the universe and whatever medium you decide to do that in, by all means, go do it. This is just my chosen medium or one of the flavors of my chosen medium and I like it. And I know that that makes me basic and a hipster and a token silver-like person, but you know what? I'm here. I'm going to own all those titles. I'm going to read all of my Susan Miller in depth. Don't know who Susan Miller is. Please don't you... tell me. Please don't tell me. I don't want to know. Oh, yes, I know. I don't want to know. But I will say, I will say that I, first of all, I am your friend and I love you. And I are you do about, not... Are you about to bless your heart, me? I'm not going to, no. I'm going to say that I don't think that caring about the planets and astrology makes you basic or a hipster. I think that you have a genuine interest and that is fair. 
I think that's fair. I don't, I think it's bullshit. <laughs> that, like, Allie tried to tell me that our computers weren't working because, because Mercury, Mercury is in retrograde. retrograde. Except, as I pointed out, her problem has been ongoing for many, many months and therefore not related to Mercury in retrograde. And so has mine. So Mercury fucks up everything, though. Great. What's Mercury the god of? Mercury is the god of communication and all of that so a lot of that is tends to fall through so that is you know why technology falls apart if you're like to get a new appliance you're to get a new like major piece of technology like don't do it when mercury's in retrograde <laughs> sorry <laughs> no <laughs> keep laughing this is how i govern my life it's not how you choose to govern your life but you know what so be it we have different calendars y'all so i'm sorry it's all it's like just a reset of communication so this is like also when exes might like come back into your life oh. or like when they start to text you and like all that shit it's a resurgence yeah. of like the past and like all the it's my just ex like, texts me every couple weeks but it's only when i'm like hanging out with my boyfriend your ex is so weird he's so weird <laughs> i thought he was weird when he wasn't your ex he texted me a bunch of pictures of manatees the other day your ex is the weird person i know Either way, all I'm saying is most of us govern our lives based off of, like, ancient texts that were written thousands of years ago, and, um, I don't think it's weird that I put meeting into planets, because uh, those are irrefutable scientific facts of where planets are in the world, and I don't care about assigning meaning to Okay, them. yeah, scientific facts of, like, where they are in the world, but the meaning is the part that's, like, not really science -y. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, enjoy it because I don't They're begrudge really anyone. They're really fun stories. I don't That's why I like that. psychics. I like you like psychics. Oh, I love psychic readings. I like for a really grown woman to hold my hand in her hands and to like invent this really cool story about how my life is going to work out. And for a second, I kind of believe her, and I invest money into that narrative because I think it's a fun trip to go on. I can't. I don't even know. What I haven't say. gone in like over two years. I want to say, but so I what did the psychic fine. say? What did the psychic say the last time you went? What did they say was going to be in your life? Just Do that, you like, remember? I was going to be cool and like I would find love and be successful and like it's going to happen in a couple of years. But like, just be patient and keep working. Okay. Okay. You still being patient on that finding love thing? <laughs> It's a whole saga. I talk about it in therapy so much. So much, you guys. What's like, your sign? You're a Taurus? I'm an Aries Taurus cut. Oh. But to categorize a whole personality trait over these certain amount of months is weird and stupid, mm -hmm. right? But I think the nuance of, like, this is how I perceive and govern these different things of my life, I think that there might be some out in that because when i look up aries towards cusp i'm like yeah i guess that sort of jives yeah but here's, where you, all here's, here's where you get into the thing of like it being a self-fulfilling prophecy yes we all believe the good things that are in our <laughs> yeah oh i will be the first to admit it if something good happens in my horoscope i'm just like yes this is destined this is destined it is written if something bad is going to happen, I'm just like, you know what? Let's stay inside and not cause any waves. Like, it's not, it's just, I mean, it's a suggestion. It's a suggestion. It's all a fun story. So, wait, I just, okay, I'm sorry I'm asking so many questions. I know nothing about this. Um, 
So Venus Aaron, is in retrograde. I guess I am a Libra, Rye. Uh, Venus is in retrograde. As is Mercury, right. as is Jupiter. So what is the mean when Jupiter is in retro- retrograde and Pluto? Pluto is currently in retrograde. Not a planet, but okay. It is It is always a planet to me! Okay, I'm just saying it's not a planet. Anyway, continue. <laughs> what does it mean when that no, asteroid I'm, I'm is heartbroken <laughs> that you are a Pluto denier, Erin Elizabeth Rye. I just knew it was going to get a reaction out of you. <laughs> Here's the thing. I believe that you create whatever you want in the universe and that you call things to yourself. And I believe in all of that. Oh, totally. So I believe in some real woo-woo hippie bullshit. But... Yeah, which is why it's weird to me that you don't like astrology. Because if you're into weird woo-woo manifestation, Brené yeah, Brown I'm shit... I'm all about manifesting. And well, Brené Brown is a fucking scientist, okay? Also, if you're a witch, how do you not I am a witch. to the moon? I am a witch. You're a moon sister, then. Here's the thing. I'm a, I'm like a personal witch. Like, I'm a per... I'm a humanist witch. I'm also an amateur humanist witch. I just don't think that the moon can tell me what to fucking do. This is really what it comes down to. Who the fuck do you think you are, fucking moon, fucking Mer- Mercury, Venus, whoever the fuck you are? You can't tell me what to do. You can't fucking tell me what to do. And you know what? I say that a lot to all of the humans in my life. Mainly, I am discussing my boyfriend, who is uh, actually sitting, sitting in on his the other side of this right door. now. I gave him headphones so he wouldn't fucking hear us. This is a safe space, and I tell him every fucking day, "You don't know me. You don't know my life. Fuck you. You can't tell me what to do." He likes it. He thinks it's cute. So why would I let a planet tell me what to do? Well, Aaron, the planets and the moon are my boyfriends. That's cute. <laughs> okay. I'm so kidding. That was disgusting. No, it was cute. <laughs> um, you know what? We all like assigning meaning to things. We all enjoy stories, and this is one particular avenue of how I enjoy mine. So I feel like I'm the anti-assigning meaning to things. I feel like I'm like... I don't assign meaning to anything ever. Nothing means anything. And does that mean I'm Nietzsche? No, I'm a big proponent of nothing is permanent. I think I'm Nietzsche. Nietzsche. Whatever. I've been thinking about it for the last 30 seconds, and (laughs) you're right. It's Nietzsche. Uh, It's Nietzsche. I've had a great time drinking with you tonight, Allie. <laughs> Someone tried to hang out with me today. I was like, no, nah, it's podcast night. It's podcast night. It's podcast night. I've spent a lot of time petting this koozie. It's furry. It's One very is furry. Would pet. you like to pet it? I've already pet it. Neither of us have sang on this podcast so far. <gasps> so I'm doing it now. I'm doing it now. I'm maxing out a quota. I'm singing. I'm doing it now. That was a beautiful song. Thanks. I felt like I should join in, but I also felt like I should let you have this moment of uh, glory. No, it's fine. It was a wonderful moment of glory. What have you learned today? You're into <laughs> making these teachable moments. I what are I you talking anything. about? I'm going to be no honest with you. No one learned anything. I didn't learn shit today. 
I learned jack dick that I, did I didn't know before. I learned shit. I learned that I'm still mad about the things that I'm still mad about. We're still grouchy. We still like the things we we're like. We're still grouchy about the things we're grouchy about, and we still like the things we like. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it like the same shit you do. I'm Erin. And I'm Allie. And we, we hate, hate everything. everything.